The Nerdgasm Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I'm the man at the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mr. A&D. And joined by a full house today, we do have uh, the hard off of the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. Yo, what's good? We have the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary freshman flow. Yeah, I'm at work while I'm at work. Haven't had, haven't done one of these in a while. I know. Welcome back. And we have my wife, the greatest catch lady sketch. Thunder thighs. That was good. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even get mad at you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, uh, this could be a rough podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna sit there and make it, guys. Welcome back to the Nerd Gasm Talk podcast. Uh, it's it's been a little minute here, but we got some good good things to talk about. A lot of movies that uh, we have seen this weekend that I have to gotta talk about. A uh, couple passings that we gotta talk about as well. And they just had their GamesCon. Uh, Quattro, I know you. Uh, I know you'd be a little behind on games, but you do know a lot about. You know, you do be following the games and stuff like that. So I can't break the whole thing down like Swag would and tell you about all mm-hmm. that's coming out because I'm be honest with you, I don't care. But I do the same. I only pay attention to what I care about. Exactly. So, but the things I do, I do care about is one thing I got to talk about, and I just gotta ask your opinion on. So. But uh, yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. So make sure you guys also check out. You know, uh, we guys get your podcast, the Nerd Gadget Talk podcast. We try to do it weekly, but make sure you stay tuned for that. The No Gimmicks Either Wrestling podcast. We just did that podcast. We did a tribute to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Make sure you guys go check out that podcast. Very nice, very beautiful. Still, just in shock. And you know, TMZ just released like, you know, the details around his death. Yeah. Because why is TMZ doing that shit? Cause you know TMZ still. It, it drives me nuts. It's a whole different thing, but yeah, I did see that. Yes. I, yeah, and I was like, God, this is so so un- unfortunate. Uh, things like that. So make sure you guys go uh, listen to that. And um, we got Turntable to about Culture and Beyond, where they sketched it their fiftieth. Uh, you know, the fifty years of hip hop, the fifty classic albums, in, in her personal opinion, and. The show was doing good, so uh, make sure you guys check that out. Join Thoughts Soap Tongues as well. Then make sure uh, you check out Prime, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast, where uh, him and Lee Boy TV are supposed to be doing a, a, a podcast. So hey, stay tuned for that. I, I hope I hope that works out well for them. So make sure you guys stay tuned for uh, for that stuff. And also, the summertime's about to come to an end. Uh, hold, uh, oh, yay! So, kids about to go back to school. But Q-Flow said, hey, yo, man, it's time for a new groove. So, make sure y'all go check out that song right before the summertime ends, man, because uh, it's a nice hit for yeah, y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah, y'all go ahead and do that, man. I tried to, listen, man, I tried to get y'all a whole EP, but my, my, my partner in crime, man, he, he, like y'all said, man, school getting ready. He got kids getting ready for school, too, so. I don't know, man. I guess that idea is dead in the water. But you know what's not dead in the water? This upcoming album, all right? October. I got y'all, man. That's all I'm giving y'all. 
that's the only scoop I'm giving y'all, man. Just October. New, right. we new, getting a birthday album? new album coming out in October. The new album coming out in October. I got the, I got the, I mean, so I get to get this to y'all right. You know I mean, it's not any old mediocre album, y'all. Or it's not gonna be what y'all expected either. Man, but it's gonna be dope. You know, so he, he doing it right, right to start a basketball season. Few eulogies. Yo. <laughs> hey man, you just gotta listen. I learned a lot about branding myself this this past weekend, man. If you was in Tennessee and y'all saw the ball, y'all know what happened, man. It was lit. It was lit. I heard they found out you from Philly. For real. I mean, listen, they found out a couple times, all right? So yeah, make sure y'all guys go check that out, especially wherever y'all get your music. My main man, uh Q Fly here. Doing wonders and stuff. So, a lot of things to talk about here. I'm wondering if I should save because uh, Blue Beetle for last. How are y'all feeling about that? Or y'all want to kick off with it? No, do what you do. Hold on now. This ain't this ain't this ain't spoiler territory. It's is it? Had to because uh, he just seen the movie tonight, and then uh, me and Lace Catch already right. seen it. Well, we can do it last. Well, then we this is the last. part where I drop out. Okay. All right. Well, oh, all right. All right, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do a last. How and that? Well, hope, now I know Q Flow didn't see because Quattro, you did see Vacation Friends also, didn't you? I did. And it's out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I am. I am lagging behind. He's slacking. Man. He's slacking. See, while I lack in video games, I pick up in movies. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, because there, there's two other movies that I was going to talk about. Uh. Adam Sandler had a new movie that came out on Netflix. And Vacation Friends 2 came out also on Hulu. I have comments for Vacation Friends 2. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to see what I'm start off, uh, start off with. Uh, let's just do Vacation Friends 2. Yay, John Cena acted. Well, I'm about to, you know, we really ain't got much smoke. You know what? You're right. I'm going to take my wife's advice here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. We go. Let's get get some somber stuff out the way because we did lose uh some more people, unfortunately, and one of those people really right after Bray Wyatt died, believe it or not, mm-hmm. Bob Barker passed away. Uh, circumstance was different because Bob Barker was 99 years 99, old. 99. He's gonna be 100 this year. Literally, <laughs> like, and you sit there thinking like, just hold out. For them, it's the same thing with Betty White. Yes, same thing. Like, like honey was just, just not like, to, right there. Not to, <laughs> yes, not to it. like be funny, but somebody <laughs> said like Bob Barker was true to the game. He got close to a dollar without crossing over. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> love that meme. It made me so happy because I don't even take that as somber. I was like, you know what? That's perfect for him. It fits. <laughs> they said one time for Bob Barker. That's a bowl of soup, a blanket, and some ginger ale. It's true. I was like, Bob Barker died. And he was like, wasn't he like 99? Like, well, yeah, but that don't mean, like, I can't, I've been, I've been salty since he left the show, for real, for real, but that's another story. No, I mean, I mean, what other day and what other story we going to talk about that? So you might as well. No, I just, I mean, at first I was just like, Drew Carey? The Cleveland yeah. Rocks man. I'm, not uh, I'm still like that. 
At first, <laughs> you said what happened? I'm still like that. <laughs> I, I feel like I look at Frank is right, waiting for Bob to come out. Absolutely. <laughs> he really, I would. I wasn't really feeling him when he first started. Now I think I've gotten used to him more than I've gotten used to the new host of Jeopardy. So I can get down with Milo. I can't I like get Milo. down with him. I can't get down with the other bull, man. No, Bruh, wet blanket. <laughs> but Thanks. I, uh, I've gotten used to Drew Carey now. So when I am home, I watch it. Um, but I prefer the Bob Barker one. Yeah. I'm tired of outliving all my game show and childhood hosts. I don't like this. You know, <laughs> all the child, all the, no, all the game show hosts was old when we was yeah. kids. So. It, it don't I know. Because the, the thing is, I, 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 I'm glad I brought something to, to, to hear from y'all too. Because I wasn't big on like those game shows. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it, it, it hits me different. You know, when I hear like Mark Summers is gone. You know, yeah. you know, Mark Summers. <laughs> like I'm like, man, that, that's I mean, what would he, you do? You know, that, if he left, what would you do? I'm, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think he's still, I think he's still somewhere up here in Philly, right? So here we go. Here, here we go about the age the the, the pod. Like the, the the first game, quote unquote, and I'm you. I mean, heavy quote unquote game guy that I had was Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, you mean like Fear, Fear Factor? Fear Factor, yeah. Like, <laughs> look, <laughs> like, like, I mean, there's a mute button I, for a reason. I had Fear Factor. Like, I didn't have, you know what I mean? I didn't have, like, Will of Fortune and all that. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I love how he get on this podcast with with Zennials and, and uh, <laughs> be like, yeah, because Fear Factor. It'd be like, you know, wow, when you started at Fear Factor and I might have started at Nick Arcade. Bro, so, I remember when Game yeah. Show Network. Where is that guy with the high top finger Oh, you know what? I did have, uh, what you would call it? What was that? Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yo, I don't yeah. know what I met, happened to yeah. Bull. I never saw him again after that. You gotta see the movie. He's in the movie. And it's great. We have the board <laughs> game. It's very elaborate. I also had that board game. Yes. It's, it's too It's too much. It's, too much. it's a lot. It's, it's a ridiculous amount. Bob Barker. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Bob Barker. All right, Come on Bob down. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Because then where he going? You know, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of good memories of Bob Barker just put out there. Um, I, he was on TV every summer for me while I was trapped at my grandma's house. Like, I enjoyed it very much. I even grew up to want to be on the show and I got a chance to go when it came to AC and I didn't get picked and I'm still mad about it. But it, it really left a whole impact on my life. I have Plinko in my house. I love I've Plinko. Been... I, I would like to play <laughs> yeah. Plinko myself. It's like my favorite oh, Price is Right game. One day I got to bring by Plinko. It, it's the exact game. And you're just sitting there like, come on. And you're sitting there like, I don't watch this. I know I can line this up. Like, I know I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you I know feel what? like. We should do that the same way you, you introduced us to Mario Party. Yeah, because we actually have Mario Party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, like it's about three weeks ago we actually was me my wife and my son was actually playing mario party nice my memories are are actually quite the same i used to sit and watch the price is mm. right with my grandma 
and she would make us coffee and we would sit there and watch the prices right the news and then the bold and the beautiful and younger rests you just born old i was <laughs> and then when i got sick of that i would go upstairs and watch the cosby show with my granddad he used to come on at 1 and one thirty. See, I can respect that, but my grandma would turn the channel six uh, after. So I was watching General Hospital, all my children, Poor Charles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yes, because I, I knew, I was like, that's how I knew what time it was. I was like, 11 o'clock, Price yeah. is Right coming on uh, to the news, mm-hmm. we'll go do something. And then I hear, I said, oh Lord, the stories is on. Oh, which one was that? Which one was that? Young and the Restless? No, that was Bold and Beautiful. Bold and Beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, listen. We had. VHS galore. My mom was recording them soaps, man. I'm like, bro, like, we're the Power Rangers, and why is we watching soaps? <laughs> See, my I didn't know about I didn't, I didn't know about TV schedules at that time. So, yeah. See, for my grandma, I was the VCR. She so go, I'm gonna go take a nap. You better tell me what happened when I woke up. Facts. Exactly. So I knew everything in the world about Sunny. By the <laughs> same, you better tell her who Victor was with. Look. How is but look, alive? even with Price is Right, that, the Price is Right even affects how I shop now. I could be in the store look at something like, no, I could get that cheaper somewhere else. Like things pop up in my head, like the way they were on Price is Right. I really learned a lot from that show. And then even when growing up watching wrestling, I was like, oh man, Bob Barker's on here, which was hands down to me one of the best guest hosts ever. Mm-hmm. Bob Barker was big in my life. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, and. I heard he was like a big animal rights activist as well. Also. Well, yeah, that, that's why he he's Absolutely. in the show every day with control the pet population, get your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah, every day yep. he would say that. Every day. And uh, my, now, Happy Gilmore. My grandma, at least on uh, my mother's side, she wasn't a big game show person like like, like that. Unfortunately, so it's like if if anything, if, if it came to the more time, if I was there, you know, what I'm saying because usually I'm in school. Or, but it, uh, usually if there's some days where I'm there, it's like she was more into Matlock and Murder She Wrote first, oh, no. and then when you know Matlock got one of the hardest things on the It definitely do. Uh, it slaps, and but then when she, like she was as the world turns. Mm. Yeah, so like that was my grandmother, and, and like I said, when it came to the price, right? Like if my if my mom would go in there and watch sometimes, maybe I was, but I, I'd never been like. Really big or raised up, I should say it that way. Raised up into into those daytime game shows. No, that so. was um, it. It's real trigger. Price was right. Brings back the smell of like Folgers decaf and powdered creamer for me. It's Woof. very mm. stout. That's a memory. For real. That is a memory. She said, "Crack over that kid of Folgers and put some in that yeah. coffee mate." Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I could relate. Uh, there was always me eating some bologna watching The Price is Right. That was a thing. So, yeah. And then See, my mom be like, stop giving her coffee. And what did we have every morning? Coffee. I don't know how y'all so. drink it every day, though, still. But, and, and, and Quadro had, you know, bologna. I mean, they got that because we had pimento loaf. Ew. We had, Ooh. we had liver I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, why, why, we got, like, how y'all bake this in here? Did you also have liverwurst? I'm sorry. I, had liverwurst. I hate liverwurst. I, I actually liverwurst. did my liverwurst sandwiches. My grandma. The hell is wrong with you? She used to hook up a liverwurst sandwich. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you you can't hook up a liverwurst sandwich. <laughs> you can't. It wasn't bad. What'd you have on it? 
Mayonnaise. Crap. Already. You, you are fucked up already. <laughs> she would put it together real nice. You know how you see like grandmas on TV where they would like gently spread the mayo and they place it. That was my, my dad's mom. She would put the little words on the little cheese and little mayo. She would cut it up real cute. And we have our little cups and our little snack cups. It was a, it oh, was a moment. That, that it was a moment. Wild, I man. listen. I, I, I like Little Words growing up. I don't know about y'all. She's Little Words mayonnaise and American yeah. cheese on. Oh. And the, little, and the tea that came out the container with the pop top. Oh yeah, but yeah, I wouldn't even eat that if I was hungry. Look, poverty sandwiches hit. Okay. Exactly, but not. But, but even they still qu- do. Even, uh, even exactly. Even Quado said. Liverwood? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I've been poor, you know, still, and I still can't get down. It's like, I don't you. know why. I it just it never <laughs> bothered like, me. Like all yeah, y'all, 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 man, y'all snacks is bugging, bro. Like, well, you like <laughs> you was like, like, like uptown. Was... I don't know this life. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we was beans and franks. Like which y'all? Like, I mean, yeah, beans that, and franks. That's dead. You better cut off some spam and call it a day. Bro, we was like spam. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I was privileged, privileged, privileged. You might but have damn, been more like, than we was. I'm about to say, yeah, if you <laughs> spam. But damn. He like, we turned up our nose at that in the deli case. I mean, he said, we're his duckaroos. Oh, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
uh, early animated movies, especially anything with Bruce Tim, uh, uh, when it comes to his series of stuff, and the video games, like in the Arkham games and things like that. She voiced it, Harley Quinn as well. So her very known for it. I mean, now the Harley Quinn series is, is, is voiced by Penny from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And right now, well, she does a good job also. Obviously, but I'm saying, but it, you know, she's just she's a, one of them iconic voices, especially when it comes to anybody who, who's familiar with DC and who goes out there and uh, like who's a who's a Harley Quinn fan, like I am personally. And if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Quattro, did, did she voice mm-hmm. Harley Quinn in the Injustice games? Yes, she did. Okay. Yeah, and that heart. See, when I hear Harley in my head, I hear that woman. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even when I watch them. Um, the series on Max that she was just talking about, and I'm like, it, she don't sound right. Like, cause I know, and it's not even because I know it's Penny. I'm like, that's not Harley. It's someone trying to be Harley. She's definitely not who I would have thought would end up with that. Yeah. Role, but I mean, you know, she seems to be doing okay. Well, I, as as right now, I do know because of for the mature nature that is, that is of that show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, it it fits. About to say, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's, it's still you know when you have such an iconic voice, you know there's there's just certain things that they, they have their staple. And and for instance, for me to bring this up with you in a different world, it boys and men just couldn't do it like Aretha could. I like the boys and men version. You lost me. Really? Yes. Anything is better than that first season. So out of okay, but from two to five, I don't like the first season intro song either. I'm not saying I'm just talking about with the Aretha Franklin version that is mostly known for a different world. I, I was like, uh, yeah, from from season two to five when the boys and men came in there, I I was miss, I was just like I I I like the Aretha Franklin version better. I mean, I'm not saying that. I, here's the thing: I never really put them like against each other. Like, oh, this one's better. This one. I liked both of them. Uh huh. I don't mind the boys and men version. I thought it was an, a nice update. Okay. I feel like I would. Jam more to the boys to men version. I I think the Aretha's version obviously is a stronger song, like she's a stronger singer. But I vibe more to the boys to men version. Oh, my points are thrown out the window because I had nothing else. All right, you know, to, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, bring it down the house. Yeah, say that you know that, that is as what it was. I was like, hey. uh Sometimes you just can't replace that kind of voices, but according to y'all, you can. No. So I'm just, so I just, I thought she was going to come up with like a voice actor like Arthur. That was jarring. I was like, who is this baby on the TV? Because that's not or like, Arthur. No, you're right. Like Kevin Conroy. He's Batman. Yeah. Yeah, but see, also Kevin Conroy, he, he's an anime Batman. It's like, it's not like that when anybody else did Batman, I couldn't, you know. When it comes to animation, yes, it animated, has become, yeah, not it has become yeah. a convo. But I'm saying, but when it comes, it comes to Batman, it's like okay, you know that that's that that's who it is or where it has to be. Now, maybe if they if they ever had like another host of Reading Rainbow, and we took off the Bird, I couldn't okay. do that. Yeah, because we didn't need that. And that's a, that's another one. I like both the Reading Rainbow songs, the one with Shaka Khan and the one it was Joe Scott. Um, was it? No, the original lady. Her name was Tina something. I wish I could remember right now. The original Reading Rainbow song was not Shaka Khan. So, okay. Yeah, it was somebody else. It was a different lady. But she's still know. alive too, cause she's still singing it too. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was two different songs. It's the same song, but different person singing. We we lost some heavy hitters, and I mean, cause death is never no fun. Like I said, it kicks you right in the gut. 
So, you know, rest in peace and condolences to both of their families. Mm-hmm. Mo- moving on here, I'm going to get into this this one one movie that we saw. So, on Hulu, they got these new 20th Century Studios movies that they you know that they got because they're 20th Century Fox with Disney now. But uh, they had a movie that came out last year, I believe it was. Vacation. Exactly, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it was that show, or maybe 2021. I'm not really sure. Vacation Friends, uh, starring uh, Laurel Johnson as the, as the two main leads. Uh, we watched it last year, and I just thought it was funny. Yeah, the first one was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually I actually thought uh, it was kind of funny. So when I heard the news that they was making a second one, the first thing I thought of was, why? Yeah, but then I said, "Okay." The the first one surprised me, so I said, "Okay." Now that since they have actually become friends, and now that uh, Cena and his wife have a baby, I was like, "Okay, this thing is really about to be crazy." Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of vibe I was getting from it, and then I was like, "Okay, so we're going to hashtag and check this movie out, stuff like that." So. uh we watched the movie the other day, but now the question we had to ask ourselves is, was, was it good? Was it not good? Did it meet expectations? Was it funny? Was it all these kinds of things? So we're about to get into that right now when we talk about Vacation Friends 2. So, I, uh, off the back, Quattro, did you, you see the first Vacation Friends, right? Absolutely. I saw both of the movies. Okay. How did you feel about the first one? I liked the first one. I thought it was funny. I think it was surprisingly funny. It was the type of drawing, like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. Then I was like, all right, let me just sit down and watch it. And then I was glad I watched it. Okay. I I, I just pulled it up. Vacation Friends was 2021, two years okay. ago. Okay. Two years ago. I feel like everybody watched Vacation Friends for the same reason, just like out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's like Lil Rel and John Cena. What? The, same here. Same yep. here. Oh, I was just like, why? Okay, you know. So, uh, but with that, I'm gonna take my lead because I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say it better. So just text me when this is done. Okay. <laughs> my fault, y'all. I'm breaking the fourth wall. My fault, y'all. <laughs> no problem at all. So I was like, okay. So, uh, everybody returns back uh, for their role. Meredith Hanger returns back as John Cena's wife. Uh, I did not know yeah. that lady's name. I'm oh. right, <laughs> Yvonne uh, Orgy. Yes, Yvonne yeah. Orgy. Yeah, she returns back as little as little Rose wife. Uh, apparently, because I I have to watch I have to watch the first one again. Because did I overlook Carlos Santos, uh, the the Mexican guy from the first one? Mario Mario. Yeah, I think he you was know, from the first one. I don't remember him. The bellhop. When they um checked in, that's right. yes, at the okay, hotel. they did say that in the beginning of the movie. That is, yeah. okay, but now we are adding a couple new characters in here as well. Uh, uh, Steve, oh God, how do you pronounce his name? Bushimi. Yeah, Bushimi. Bushimi. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's his name. Yes. The Adam Sandler man. Y- yes. He was in the wrong yeah. movie. Go ahead. He need. He need. He he need to be in that one either. No, but you know that's his. Best so movie. W- <laughs> when I seen him, and they also had a. Uh, Ronnie Ching in, in, in this one also. Who's yeah, the, from Megan. Yeah. And that was it. So we asked some new characters in here. And this time... He's a dick in everything. I'm sorry. Like, seriously, is. <laughs> this time, Marcus... I like is, him. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I do. I like characters like that. 
Marcus is uh, him and his his wife. Uh, okay, let me get you. Uh, and Emily. Emily, yeah. Yeah, are on a vacation and they they actually think about having a child. They are going to retreat and then they also do bring uh Cena who uh Ron and Kayla. Can I just also say as a random quick aside, she does not strike me as an Emily. At all. And no, it's not just <laughs> she black, but she just don't strike me as an Emily. Like I I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, they uh go and as you go on the retreat, but but secretly, Marcus has this uh, special mean to help. Uh, what was it? His contractor business, or, or yeah, pretty much boost his business. Yeah, yeah. That he was going on. Hopefully, that by that time, by the time they at least party with Ron, it, Ron and Kayla, they be out of there in time for the meet. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying. But things don't work out that way, especially when uh, Kayla's father comes up on the retreat with them. Mm-hmm. That's so random. That they guess the whole part of the movie. So, oh, I start off. If there's any good in here that I do like, is I do like that I feel though from the first one, amongst the four of them, only I like the chemistry of. Them. It's I'm not saying it's something that's dropped in. It's just like oh man, it's the best chemistry I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like. The uh the banter it works yeah that they had especially uh the, the banter that they created from the first from the first movie mm-hmm. and also John Cena to me is just growing as an actor he is even though yeah. they was like we mm-hmm. we're not gonna make him a complete idiot in this one I was just like okay I guess yeah oh uh, well yeah I, I I'll get to it. is there anything Quarto that that you personally like before I just get into I like the bellhop I like the bellhop. <laughs> I like the other dude being a jerk. That was really it, to be honest. I think because we got because we got the bellhop sparingly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he was oh he he he, he was fine. Uh, the, the whole baby joke got redundant for me. Mm-hmm. Of him being stuck, you know, one stuck with the kids and watching. I was like, okay, that that's kind of redundant for me. That was his and, role. I mean, I get it, that was his role, but I mean, my, but 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 my God, and then uh, maybe that whole being a drug kingpin bench at the end, maybe, yeah. maybe. It was bordering like it was bordering on Tyler Perry, um, seamless. Like this is going on too long. A little bit too long. Mm-hmm. But from 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 that on, that had to be it because I wasn't feeling this movie. Mm-mm. This movie didn't need to happen. Let's it just did. say that. Everything does not need a sequel. Yeah. Right. And me sleeping on a movie and wake up the night, I was like, man, I don't think I like that. You know? And the reason, and the reason, the big reason, at least for me, of why I did not like that movie was Reese. Steve Buscemi. Yes. He definitely, he tanked the movie for me. I'm sorry. I didn't care for him in this movie at all, bro. I, and I don't even know if it's him. It's him. I don't know if it's, it's him. Know if it's I'm, sorry. Part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't know if it's just the part of adding that aspect of the movie in. I just didn't care for any of it. That I think is me. It's not him. Like him as an actor, I don't. You know, well, no, no, I'm no. indifferent to him as an actor in the movie. His role in the movie and everything being so centralized around him to some extent 
for a large majority of the movie mm. is what killed it for me. Yeah, I mean, he, his body work, I, let me apologize about that, because he does have a decent body work. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. he has a body of work. But right now, he's the Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm saying, but, uh, but for... <laughs> But for what he was to this movie as her father and as he was keep getting to he take this movie for me. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest one of the biggest complaints I had about the movie, I was just like, what is the one cardinal sin you can have about a comedy movie? It's not funny. It's not funny. Mm -hmm. And I do I, when he came in there automatically Ron's character John Cena's character Ron was trying to be like the upstanding son-in-law and show and impress him which automatically yep. takes one of the funny parts of the first movie away mm -hmm. yep. now when you have that problem so now uh, Marcus Lorel has has nothing to bounce off of and now all his his uh, fuck fuck fucking motherfuckers is going towards Reese yeah Mm -hmm. Which is not a good banter at all. He's not a vacation friend. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and then they had the baby. And I thought when he had the baby, it was going to be some wild and crazy shit that was going to be happening. Like, I really With, thought, like, the baby was going to just keep getting lost. And kind of like how in the beginning of the movie, when, uh, you know, she was like, I found a baby crawling under a table. I was like, oh, we're going to have more of these incidents or something like that. Yeah, it, it was going to be like almost like a baby's day out in a type of way. And to the point where uh, since the, since uh, Marcus and Emily, want, we thought wanted a child, that was going to make her steer away from not wanting a child. But the whole Reese being a drug, sorry, spoilers, sorry, the whole thing about Reese being a drug dealer and a bad one at that and getting everybody in the trouble and it's consistently lying i felt and cared about none of it none nope. of it nope our big laughs was supposed to be hey look they gonna try to surf this big wave oh neither one of them could do it ha 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 but it, even still that was not as funny as the first one when they went sky was the skydiving and i'm just it just it just wasn't funny at all and i was like mm -hmm. this it, it's it I, i'm not even chuckling Okay, either on on, on a lot of there things. There was only a few times where I was like, uh, um, I can't even think of it right now because I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But oh, the one where they was drinking. Okay. Yeah. And dude walked up and was like, uh. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. But it was when the guy like, almost literally died. That was funny. There was so many. There was like little small moments in there. But you know what? To cut you off real quick, I didn't mean to cut no. you off. But who was in that scene? Johnson. It was. He, he he was being who he was in the first yeah, movie, it, which caused it to be funny, and, and, and that, that's just the point I was making. But go ahead. No, I, I'm I'm saying like I agree because mm -hmm. what he was doing there is the stuff that we were getting in the in the uh, first movie, and I'm not saying that he's not allowed to evolve and grow or whatever. It was just yeah, but that's the how, whole thing was that was the premise of the, the movie. Look, like he, I don't, he had a movie called Freelance about to come out. That's what you evolve for. This is what your role is now. This is what this is what the this is what the rocket. He can still grow in the fact of still being even funny. Like I felt as though when they was in that big metal tanker and he was smoking smoke, smoking the weed to get them out of there, mm -hmm. that should have been even more funnier. But it automatically Reese 
took it all away from him because he was too busy trying to impress Reese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this is this is a this is not good. This is not funny. And everybody got castrated by him. And I remember no, prim, even, even Prime text was just like, yo, fuck the dad. <laughs> yo, watching this movie like like you guys seen Hot Tub Time Machine? Yes, yeah. I actually have that one. Yeah. Have you seen Hot Tub Time Machine too? I refuse no. to. Yeah, it, it's like that. It's like why did why why is this here? We we don't need you. We can just stay right here. But it continues. It doesn't matter. We you don't we don't need you. It's kind of like Neighbors too. <laughs> yeah, we did not need that movie at all. And I was like, I like the first Neighbors. It's yeah. okay to just be to have a movie Neighbors. I don't need a Neighbors too. You know, say I just need, you know. It's so sad because it's like you want a movie to do well, you know, because, yeah. you know, that's the whole nature of the business. But then when it does, then they're like, well, let's make another one. Let's make another one. And I'm like, oh, God, please. That is a huge problem. You're right. Can we not do that? You know, I, 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 I will personally recommend that you guys go back and watch the first one and leave it at that. I mean, if you if you want to check on because like, like like you're a movie guy like myself, then I I understand that. But I'm just saying. But right now, me personally, I would just stick with the first one. And when it comes to my rating, I would honestly be like catch it at a barbershop. I agree. Same yeah. rating. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's those, who, those who know that means that's a D. It's just it's just there. I'm not like gonna... it's not like the movie. It's not like the movie wasn't well made. It's not like it ain't a Tubi movie. Oh no! It's just not a funny. It's an unfunny comedy. Right. And you might get some laughs in there. Um. And maybe you have a different sense of humor, and it is super funny to you. But it's just the movie itself, the layout, the plot, the the things that were meant to be comedic devices. Yeah, when she put the trailer, like the whole snorting your mom thing. I was like, yeah, I could just kept that. Y'all shouldn't have put that in the trail. Y'all could have left it alone. The whole mom thing was unnecessary. But I, I'm gonna say, but but with those kind of jokes, they only work once. Mm-hmm. And if it, I'm not talking, I'm not no comedian. I'm just saying, but that kind of joke right there, it only it only works once. Let the audience see that when they're watching the movie. Yeah. When when they see it in the trailer, you had the, the natural reaction, like I did when I first seen the trailer. Like what? It's now it's gone. Cause like I'm like, oh god, we. Yeah, we know what that is. Yeah, you know, and that's just unfortunate. So, yes, Vacation Friends too. Don't need to see it, but I would recommend going back to the first Vacation Friends. It's, it's sad because that's the one I want to review, and I never got a chance to when it first came out. That's okay. I'm gonna make sure I review the second one. Well, here it is. <laughs> Not good. But luckily, the same day, because me and Lacey just watched these movies back to back. I think that also may be one of the reasons why I has more of a visceral reaction to Vacation Friends too. So I was yeah. actually looking forward to that one at this, you know, now. Yeah. And I didn't, knew nothing about this movie we were about to talk about. Uh-huh. And then we watched it, and I was like, oh, okay, well, we got to go watch Vacation Friends too now. Mm. So me being a movie guy, I know y'all probably about to clown me, but I, I'm going to say this right now. I, when I hear new movies come out, I put them in my calendar, and they have a little alarm. They come out back. Oh, new movie. Go, gotta go check it out. On like if There's it's a stream. nothing wrong with it. So, I don't hear Quattro saying that. No, he just like. <laughs> yeah, I've decided to have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was like, okay, well, I was in the barbershop a couple weeks ago, and they said, hey, Adamson has a new movie coming out on Netflix. Now, 
when it comes to Adam Sandler movies, uh, let's, get, let's get, get, get this out the way right now. Quattro, how you feel about them? I like Adam Sandler movies. They make me laugh. But I really liked it. the last movie I saw that he did on Netflix. Not this one, the one before that. Hustle. When he was trying to recruit the guy for basketball. Yes, Hustle. Hustle was... I, I, I really like that. That yeah. was a decent movie. Do I believe him and Queen Latifah? No. But... Uh, <laughs> now, but... And I, I feel the same way. Now, do I feel as though that Adam Sandler got some duds in there? Absolutely. Bruh. Uh, big, fat goose eggs. Yes. No. I don't like Big Daddy, and I know a lot of people love that movie. That- I have never liked Big Daddy. That's not, You know what? Okay. That's honestly the first one. I, I didn't think you was going to pull that out. I thought you were going to talk about something that's even more... Like, when, when, when Adam Sandler is not being Adam Sandler, he's being a... this Like, Hubby Halloween. I couldn't stand that movie. Oh my God! That movie was the worst. Yeah, that that. Probably, did you ever see Hubby Halloween? Or was it? No, Hubie? I, I didn't see that one. Or Hubie Halloween? I think yeah. it was Hubie Halloween. It came out like a couple years ago, maybe. Yeah, I probably missed that one. No, I don't yeah. think I've seen it. Because keep missing it. That was his uh, <laughs> all right Netflix movie. Also, and I was like, Ooh, that didn't go well. And then before that, I saw Uncut Gems, which, in my personal opinion, I thought Uncut Gems was a little bit overrated because that was the movie they saying like, hey. Adam Sandler got robbed at the Oscars. He didn't get, you know, because you got to go see Uncut Gems. And I went to go see it. I have it. I was just like, it's cool. But the Oscars got it right. I'm just, I, I don't see this man. This is an Academy Award winner type thing. But I was just like, all right. Uncut Gems was slightly overrated to me. That's just, that's just what it was. So there, there's always that caution tape when Adam Sandler has new movies. Well, mm-hmm. he had he had a new one here. It said, it's called... You you are so not invited to my bar, bar, uh, bar mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Bat, bat mitzvah. Excuse me. My apologies. Because I was like, oh, please don't fumble this. Okay. okay. <laughs> and and so this is a, a, a Adam Sandler that's completely different because Adam Sandler puts his entire family in the movie. Wow. His two daughters and his wife. And his wife. <laughs> I think he might tell me you got money too. without telling me you got money. Yeah, and so this and, and the one thing about this is, this was a movie starring his kids, more so his his one daughter was it Sunny Sandler or yeah Sunny is the one who is the younger one yeah, and because he takes a back I mean he takes a backseat role back he is a supporting character for real and I was shocked mm. by that and this movie is is it's really simple it's um. They're these friends, and they are each getting ready for the for the bat mitzvah. Yes, correct. Yes. So, but uh, there's of course it, it's it's the high school drama type thing. There's this okay. bo- there's this boy that's at the school that uh, Adam Sandler's daughter has a crush on. I'm sorry, this is not typical high school drama. No, this but is, uh, this is next yeah, level. Yeah, but but she has a crush on him. And then when, when, when there's an incident where they all go out to, you know, like just like rock up, like to like to, to jump in the uh, into the water. She gets embarrassed. And she sees her best friend kind of like laughing along with the crowd, so she gets really really angry uh, at her best friend, and she says that she don't have a crush on the boy no more. Then all of a sudden, her best friend starts dating uh, starts dating the boy. Now she really gets mad, so now she gets petty. That took a hard left. That's why I was like, yeah. this is not normal teenage drama. Yeah, she, she takes a hard level. She gets really petty and try to get back at her friend and, ruin, and to ruin her bat mitzvah. 
that's basically the whole plot of the movie. Okay. So, automatically, I thought for somebody, like, I, I don't know how many movies his daughters are in. Because I, I don't see all, all I the I think they're of, just starting out. I, I, I think one of them, like I think maybe Sadie. Kind of, um, yeah. Kind of in those movies. But I think for overall, both girls, I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they, they really did a good job. And I actually found Adam Sandler to be funny in this movie because Adam Sandler's not overdoing he ain't doing. See, I look at Adam Sandler the way I look at Damon Wayans. <laughs> you know what's wild? I completely understand this comparison. Okay. That's how I'm like, when you just be. And the funny thing is, they had a movie together, Bulletproof, if anybody's seen it. Uh, I've seen it. I feel like that would be overload. Well, no, well, because they're just being they're being them, so it's fine. I ain't the greatest movie, but you know it's fine. But they had a movie called Bulletproof. But they have two styles where if they're just being them and just go out and do that, I can I, I can tolerate that. But when they start doing these um, special characters, as I say, mm-hmm. making the stupid voices and stuff like that, Blank Man. Water boy, we always want to have, and you know what's why we and you gonna we gonna tussle because I like Blank Man and the Water Boy. I love Blank Man. Thank you, <laughs> Jay Fine. Jay Fine. This is why we get along. That's fine. However, <laughs> when you do those kind of characters, or especially or the more annoying ones like you know Handyman. Yeah. I, you know th- those kind of stupid characters, and I like I like the Water Boy too. But I'm saying, but uh, like Lil Nicky. Yeah, Lil Nicky was annoying. I mean, I still to this Lil day Nikki when I see Gatorade, I still go with Gatorade. Yeah. So so you think you would prefer like more money over Major Pain? Absolutely, absolutely. I like Major. Pain. Even though in the beginning of more money, I'm like he got it. He doing that crackhead shit. I'm just like. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Yeah. I, you, no, I'm gonna, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, oh my god! I'm not knowing that was in that answer. And, 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 and on top of that, you you got fucking Marlon in the movie with you too, doing that same shit. I'm like, oh, this is a uh, oh. Never red, follow the black. Never red, follow the black. Follow what you got. My sensory can't handle it. <laughs> it, it. It can't handle it. And that's the same that how I feel about Adam Sandler when he starts doing these little crazy characters. And I'm just like, yo, bro. Yeah, no, I can't deal with the little Nickies of the world. Yeah, no, I, I can't do that with Jack and Jill's of the world. Mm. You know, I can't. I, mm. don't, don't, but you're don't okay. Like, leave that one to the vault. Yeah, but I, I like Longest Yard, you know? Yeah. What about like Spanglish? I don't think I've ever seen that one. Mm, no, I'll take Rain Over Me. Okay. Yeah, so those kind of things is like, okay, let me see what you can do. This this is what those kind of this is what this this movie is. Let his doors do it, but I won't be the the, the the Jewish daddy that's gonna be like, Hey look, I'm I'm just here for the ride, but you're like like don't 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 fuck with me. And don't <laughs> and it sounds simple, but the way that the stuff builds up, it really uh it really comes out like to the point like when me and Lacey was watching it, we was, we was actually getting shocked. Like, don't do that. Sis, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, she did it. I'm getting secondhand cringe right now. The I'm getting secondhand movie, embarrassment. I was just like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. It's making me uncomfortable how embarrassed I am because why are y'all doing this to each other? I'm going to watch this. 
Oh yeah. Oh no. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a cute little movie. It's a cute little movie. It's a a, a, a decent time, and it's it's not a long watch. Only an hour and forty three minutes. Oh, nice. It's our forty three minutes and it, it has I think it has a uh crazy build up and they fall hard but they was able to rec- uh recuperate themselves storyline wise by the end. And I thought what what happened at the end and how she does apologize to her friend was a very nice touch. So those those are the things I feel like I said it's a, it's a decent time. It's a good like Netflix movie to just go watch out. Like I said, a lot of people may not like Adam Sandler movies. I understand that, but I do recommend to check this one out. Yes, yeah, this fun. was a good one. I, I I had a good time watching this. And, and we watched it with the whole family. We, it was me and and the whole family was sitting there watching this movie. Now, don't okay. do that with vacation friends. No, not but at all. this one is fun. <laughs> Which, by the way, like I, I was just telling uh, Lady Sketch, we, we was uh, the next one. I was like, "Hey, I got an unpopular opinion. I think I like that you're so not invited to our bar mitzvah better than vacation friends." And she agreed with me. Because, like I said... Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. They, The one thing they have in there is funny. I actually laughed. I laughed at the rabbi teacher. I laughed at... She was wild. She was wild. Uh, I, I, Adam Sandler had... When, when he was on screen, like I said, he gave it to his daughters. They, they was funny. And the kids... look. look these, these kids must have been friends before. Or yeah. had to be. Because I don't know. Maybe or it was a really good Photoshop. But no, I'm just talking about just their, their, their camera shit at all. Cause it's hard, you know, when you get young kids sit there and try to act something like that. I, you know, sometimes you, you gotta be able to feed off something like that. But this one, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought they, they kind of did a good job. Then, then they had uh, what was it? It was Jack Harlow. Uh, Jack Harlow. In Jack Harlow. No, no. Oh, you're talking about the the uh the one that they were the both fighting, fighting over. Yeah. Yeah, he was a mess. He a whole wankster quattro. Oh man, that's the best way you can describe this kid. That's why I I said, "Oh my God, it's it's like Jewish Jack Harlow." But Jack Harlow, it's cool. That's what he looked like if he was a little younger, and he was a a little um, little asshole. Yeah, and like trying to talk all gangster hood, so I'm like, "Bro, seriously?" Y'all in Hebrew school? Like seriously? Bro, check yourself. Also, here's the thing, because I always felt like this about. Like, people be like, oh, say, like, sisters are going yeah. out with the same guy or something like that. And I know that it does not fall on the guy, like, as their responsibility. But who wants to, who would want to do that? Like, if you, say, in real life, went out with a sister, didn't work with one, mm-hmm. or you knew one of the sisters liked you, and you went and w- intentionally went out with the other one, that just seems weird. Even for right kids. Like, y'all know right from wrong. That's weird. I've done that. I'm peace trash. We gonna okay, we gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, when it comes to like seriously, when it comes to this movie, I give it a hashtag, give it a chance. They schedule. What, what, what do you rate it? Um, I would give it a very low B. Okay. Somewhere between like a, I'd give it like a seventy nine eighty. Uh huh. In there. I don't think honestly it might even be higher than that. I didn't really have a problem with the movie. It's yeah, just, it's a killer movie. It it was something that like on my spare time when I'm just like downstairs, or I'm clean, so that I put it on in the background, and I then and I then I end up start watching it, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I, I would I would definitely uh, recommend y'all check that out. 
All right, so let's just go run through these uh, these things that happen at uh, GamesCon and stuff like that before we get into the the Blue Beetle. So are you talking about your um your handheld device? It's not a handheld, but yes, I was, I'm being I, I, an I, I, ass. I know. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Carto, did you get a chance to play the beta for MK1? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance for the beta. I didn't register for this one. I just, it just missed me this time. No, nope, and you nope. know, I usually get beta codes. I missed this one. <laughs> You usually do, especially for NRS games. But this one, there wasn't a registration. You just had to pre-order the game, and everybody got, the, everybody got it. I don't see that. That's why I don't have it. I ain't pre-ordered it. <laughs> oh. Okay. You, we've played Mortal Kombat 11. I, I, I had fun with Mortal Kombat 11. I'm telling you this right now. Gameplay-wise, visually, it's better than MK11. See, and I, like, I'm going to say how because I've seen 11, you know? Yeah. It, but heck, look, now, I I I know you probably haven't been paying attention much to, uh, you know the trailers or anything like that. Have, have you, by the way? I just been like catching the fatalities. That's what really hypes me for Mortal Kombat. I want I want to see what happens. <laughs> so you don't want to see the gameplay or nothing like that? Man, I've been catching the trailers. I, I haven't. I I, can't, I I look at the fatalities more honestly. I do. I really do. <laughs> Bruh, I, I recommend you go back to that first gameplay trailer all the way to the Rulers of Outworld trailer that they just dropped revealing Sindel, General Shao, Mataro, and Sujinku. Ain't Sujinku the old dude that you played through back in the day you had to grow him up? Yes. Oh, wow. But he, he, he's the old man in this game, right? In, in this game. But okay. when I was playing the beta, I was just like, each character got their uniqueness to them. It moves faster than MK11. And just the, the different things you can do with them cameos. Bruh, the cameos is not just like what it was in Towers of Time. That, that these people are just coming out to give you like one little assist. These are full-fledged characters. That's, it's almost like a tag team game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like a tag team game. Which you are going to be spending all day. I mean, it's going to take maybe a month, depending on how much you play the game, or even longer than that, to try to figure out what's the perfect combination for your character and your cameo character. I mean, if that's the case, then you really have to learn. It's hard enough to learn one character fully. You sound like you have to learn them in twos. That can be very hard. Nope, 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 nope. Not necessarily. They have... Which each cameo, what they specialize in. So, for instance, if you like the zone, right? Yes. I will pick a cameo like Frost or Mataro. Mataro has a shield where, like in the new Out Outworld trailer, where when he summons it, it knocks your projectiles back at you. Oh, that could be annoying for me. That, yeah, that... Uh, he has a teleport. This is all the stuff that he has from MK3. He can, he, he'll grab you and teleport you. So it'll get you away from projectiles. And then he has his, uh, that, 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 that little, t- that little tail fireball that he has from MK3. And he gets three of those. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And he, get, he gets a throw, and then the cameras get, each get a fatality, and they get a fatal blow. And they're the breaker. So it sounds like you be in the lab a good amount with this game before you do anything. Oh, exactly. So if if that's who you playing as, that's who I'll pick. But if you but they have like the label of what these different cameo characters can do, and that's why you just you, you try them out and of what they what they can accomplish. And like I said, so we only had the beta for the the weekend. Me and my son sat there, and we mostly played on Saturday. I didn't really have time to play any, any other time, but mostly on Saturday, we start catching on quickly. Mm-hmm. I started falling in love with Giant Cage. I was, I thought it was going to be more Lee May, but I was falling in love with Giant Cage. He started falling in love with Sub Zero, and I was like, okay, Sonya works for me. Where I know we've seen Sonic Fox use Kano, but Sonya was working for me in my play style, and he was using um, Kano or Sonya. Oh, he was using Frost. And and mm-hmm. and once we kept doing it, it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now let's see what's like. In my personal opinion, one of the worst cameos. I can't say worse. It's just I, I haven't got used to him was Jax. Because Jax is a ground pound. <sighs> so funny thing is, when you ground pound, everybody mm-hmm. gets hurt. Nobody's uh, safe. Even even your partner. If he. If he's no, the cameo's out get hurt. You, I mean, if the cameo's out there when you summon him at that time, he's going to get mm-hmm. hurt. Oh, so, so if it's like okay, you have Scorpion and you have a Cyrax cameo, and I okay. have Johnny Cage and Jax, right? Okay, if okay. Uh, Scorpion is, and Giant Cage are always going to be out there. They, they say if you bring Cyrax out there, they, they give me my Cyrax's green net, right? If mm-hmm. I call Jax out there and do a ground pound, everybody gets affected. Oh, wow. Friendly fire. Yeah. Everybody. You, me, Scorpion and Giant Cage fall down, and then uh, it interrupts Cyrax from doing his move, and he has to run to the back. That's how the ground pound works in this for that camera. I was like, it's effective, but you, you got to like m- know what you're doing and jump so you won't get affected by it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh God, overall, we, we had a ton of fun. And so uh, they had that Rules of Outworld trail that came out uh, at GamesCon, which revealed Sindel, my balls has never felt the same after that. If anybody <laughs> saw the trailer, that shit like it hurt. And one thing I like about this, each cameo, along with the actual base roster character, they all get fatalities. The cameos get the cl- get the classic fatalities, where uh, the base roster gets more of the detail fatalities. Okay. Like, and, and, Yo, I hate Jax's fatality, man. Y'all know that's my main. That's guy. old I'm school, like, man. I know, man, but yeah. I hate it. Jax's fatality. The Jackson's fatality, uh, Quattro is the big boot. Remember when he, he gets large, he just gets real big and step on you. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I was like, and I, and I get what you're saying, um, Flo. I'm just looking at it like that's boring. Yeah, it's boring, man. <laughs> so, would you rather him have like the like the the head clap? I don't like that either. I think that's boring too. <laughs> but that's Jax. I get it. Well, so, no, but see, now that you, now, so here's my thing, like, 
can you play as Jack solo? And if you do, I mean, if you can, does he get like a detailed fatality or no, Jackson? As of right now, Jackson cameo character. He's a cameo only right now. That's a bull, man. All right, man. <laughs> like he, he, he's. I know he's a, he's a Jacks player, but as of right now, well, at least I get Ermac. I get I got Ermac back, so I, yeah, it's alright. And I got my boy Smoke. So, right, like we we I'm, don't we I'm, don't we don't know what the future combat packs they're going to have if they're going to add Jack Sonya Kano because right now they're just cameo characters. So, so we're looking at a dedicated list of um, regular game characters and a definite list of cameo characters. Um, thinking, I'm trying to image this something in my head. Um, Marvel versus Capcom one when you had those special characters for the assist only. No, see, that's why I thought too because those the cameos work way. It's hard to you really have to like play the game because the cameos work. Way different than than Mar- Is it similar to like Marvel vs. Capcom, the first one? Yeah, but it was like they came out there for like a straight assist only. It was almost like a random. You had to pick at it. These cameos are to the point where they they got about three to four moves a piece. They mm-hmm. are part of your breaker. They are part. They they, they 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 have their own throw. They have their own fatal blow. They have their own fatality. They have you know. So it's so. The, the way it is implemented in there, they are you. Like you gotta watch like, I guess Nin- Ninja Killer or so- Sonic Fox when they when they play these characters and how they set these things up. Or even when, cause I I played the game and we put some of our beta up there on um on, on the gaming channel that you you can check out that shows like if you just watch more of the gameplay of how things work out, then it, it can show you how these cameos are more involved it's, it's like Ed Boon's way of saying hey I'm giving y'all tag team combat back but I'll give y'all tag team combat back okay in a way so there's 24 base characters and there's 16 cameos so that's just the start we're going to get more cameos and base roster in combat pack 1 and whenever they keep doing more combat, combat, combat packs he, he plans on supporting this now, um, I did see the Combat Pack 1, you know, with Homelander and all of them. Yeah. Did they announce what type of players each of them are? No. It's too early. Okay. I mean, Omni-Man is going to be the first one that's going to be released. No, I, I did see, are you asking, like, how each, how each like, cape guy is going to fight? Because I did, I think Ed Boon kind of touched on it. Somebody touched on how each of them would fight. Yeah, he said. He said they are both evil supermen, but they both gonna fight differently. I I did read that, but but along that line, I was also wondering, based upon what we're talking about right now, like are are there main character, are there a cameo? Do, like, do we know? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Now here, here's the thing. I I know because you haven't been watching the content, right? Did, 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 I, so. I understand you don't understand how this stuff goes. You're not revealing that and they're a cameo character. That's how I really do for the cameo characters. They <clears throat> the cameo characters you find out about when you see them in the trailer. Not that they get their own you know, trailer like this is what's gonna come back come out. So that those are base character DLCs. Okay. 
they have a, they have the DLC list for the cameos. It's gonna call Johnny Cage is gonna be a cameo character, and Mavido is gonna be one. Farah, not Tar, just Farah. Mm. And uh, I forgot who the other ones. Oh, Tremor is gonna be one also. So oh. they're gonna be cameo, cameo fighters uh, in the in the combat pack one. But I'm in all them. Those are all base roster characters. You're gonna play as them. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I look. I recommend. Like I said, you missed the beta, which I understand. <clears throat> you know too much about it, but I'm saying, check it out. And yeah, I, I can watch some videos. Huh? Yeah, I can watch some videos in my downtown. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but also just just come over and play. I'm telling. <laughs> when when it comes to the NRS games, what's the what's the ones that just NRS only? What's the ones that you like to play? Out of 9, yeah. 10, and 11. Uh, if I, mm. I like them in the order of 10, 11, 9. You like 9 less? I do. I do like 9 less. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really enjoy 9. Because it, 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 it moves. I it, think it's, see, for me, I think it's just because I, that's what I played more of. You play more like of ten? Yeah, I, yeah. I play more of ten than the other three. Okay. Which I can understand that. Yeah. Something that I don't feel as though needs to be played. Did y'all see this PlayStation Portal? Like, come on, I. I did, did, like, so, did, did y'all see so this PlayStation I, Portal? I'm about to come so, on now. So look, I saw the video, then I went on Sony's website and read about it, and I'm like, I don't know how to say this, but why should I buy this? What the hell is the point? <laughs> That's what I was like, I don't know what this is for. And, and it's weird because it tells you what it's for. Oh, you can bounce your game to this. What can, the can hell play, is the point? So can I play my game without it? <laughs> what do you do? I'm just being funny because that's what the dude who was pitching it when I went and looked at the video was talking about. I'm just like, okay. No, no, no. no. Here's my thing. I have kids. My PlayStation mm-hmm. Five is on the living room. It's not upstairs in my in my my bedroom because it doesn't matter where it's at. I'm not gonna. There's there's times where if the kids are watching television or if my daughter's watching television or if my wife is watching television, I understand that I I want to play a PlayStation game and I want to be able to go. I just go in my house, go in another room, and just play my PlayStation. That's fine. I understand that. And then if I go to if I go to work over at my father's house and I and I want to play it there because he has a strong internet connection I can play it over there while it comes on even though it probably scare my wife because all of a sudden my, my PlayStation comes on and it's just like what the fuck was that and I'm playing it over at at my my, my dad's house I mean I get that but the design is terrible it looks super breakable super like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, 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 you might. Do y'all remember Batman Beyond? 
Do you remember Terry's battering? That's what it looks like. Yes. I don't think that's a safe design at all. First of all, I, I don't like that they just took a PS5 controller, took some scissors, and cut that shit in half. It, 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 sure it, did. And just slapped the screen in the middle. And put a screen in the middle of it. And I'm like, okay, do I like how the PS5 controller fits in my hand? Sure. But I'm like, this. Like, you mean something you sell this with a case, right? Mm-hmm. No, because that's an extra $35. This may. You Yo, mean there's to no tell way. me. I'm looking at it right now. There's no way this doesn't come with a case. Like. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. It's crazy, right? First off, this screen is huge. All right? Yeah, it's an 8 inch screen. There's so, no way. Like, what? You mean to tell me, with the way the market is right now, with Nintendo Switch still selling units, especially with the OLED, you have the Steve Deck, and now there, there is so many PC. Uh, Handhelds that try to follow the Steam Deck, which is ridiculously overpriced. Like, have you seen some of these Amiibo and stuff like that? Uh, There's no way I would pay that. There's no fifteen hundred dollars for this shit. Are you That's kidding me? Crazy. Yeah, like my life ain't set up for that. Not at all. And, I, and I'm just like, hold on, like, 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 like the Steam Deck only about four or five hundred dollars. You talk about some fifteen hundred for what? A D pad? And I'm like, okay, neither here or there. I'm like, so PlayStation, you had, if not one of the best handheld devices that was ever made, ever, and you mean to tell me, with the way the market is right now, you just could not come out with another PlayStation Portable for an updated system for like the PS5, you had to do this shit, who, how does this benefit me, a lot of, it has to be a reason, there has to be one. It's like mm. they asked the video I watched, they talked about that and the other two products he was coming out with. I'm like, y'all just this is a racket. The whole thing. This is this is an accessory. This is no way this is a system like because you, you, I'm gonna tell you what one of the one, one, one first problems is. You know how many parents are gonna go when this drops and buys this for their kid and they don't have a PS5? Absolutely. Right. It's definitely what I purposely read through it again. I was like, maybe there's some type of downloadable storage in this or something. I don't see nothing, bro. N nothing at all. I can see parents going out, buying their kids. Oh, let me get a PlayStation Portal because you're going to see what the box says. It's all about selling. And they're going to give it to their, their kid for Christmas. And, th and everybody, you ain't got no PS5. You can't play this can't play without a PS5. They better put that on the box. Better put that on the box. Deb, you, you know what? You just couldn't give us another Vita. You couldn't just give us another PlayStation, another PSP too. You could. You really with this market, you really couldn't just give us that. Really? You know, this, this is very reminiscent. I remember when the Wii U came out, and where I was working at the store, and a lot of parents thought that they could just use the tablet thing and not have the system. I was like, you, you can't do that. It, it doesn't work. It, I, I see them doing because look, right now, now we all have hands, we all have switches, but the handheld market mm -hmm. does go more so for the younger generation and the older generation. Mm -hmm. And right now, I've been to Cupo's house, I've been to Quattro's house. Y'all have great setups. 
for y'all PS5s and y'all Xboxes, but everybody don't have that luxury life. I am one of them, and I get that. Same thing with Swag and his PS5. It's like when when you're a console gamer, you can just come in and just sit there and just op- open up and play it. That's that's great. I don't live. I don't have that op- that, that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So handheld is the way to go, but. I was sitting thinking like, okay, well maybe we, we could do it this way. And I'm like, hey, this may sell me more than, than a Steam Deck would. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Why? And then so, I was like, how much you gonna charge for this? Two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars ain't bad, but two hundred dollars ain't bad. But it's a great for price point. Yeah. Why are the headphones also two hundred dollars? See, I ain't listen. The he- headphones two hundred dollars. I don't that's, got that's, no answer for you there. The earbuds are. Uh, $200 in the um, like headset yeah. $150 yeah no I was like you could have just created your own handheld Playstation device for people who want to play their Playstation stuff on the go now now the Switch is just being like hey yo we just want to keep getting third party stuff over here and make this thing great and then now you got the Steam Deck like why would I get a Playstation Portal if I have a Steam Deck where you can play the same games and more because it's Steam. It's not just strictly to PlayStation. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? How how can you honestly go up against something like that this holiday season? Especially when GameStop is starting to get refurbished Steam decks. Have you seen that? I have not seen the first Steam Deck and GameStop lately. I, I know. I, I mean, cause I look. I mean, now GameStop has been a little bit rough with these refurbished ones, but I'm just saying. But uh, now GameStop is starting to try, trying to get them in the door, and I'm like, bro, you you, you you can't fight with that. Now with this, can I just? I just want to play Uncharted on the go. Why is that so hard? I don't like any handheld that comes out that I can't store anything into it internally. Like, as you know, I don't have kids, but suppose you're on a ride for a trip and the kid pulls out this PlayStation portal. So just put it back away because there's nothing you can do with it, right? (laughs) I'm about to say, yeah, because it can't reach that far, can it? Like um, that's something else I've been looking for. It's like so. So what is my true distance here? Because if it ain't anywhere where Wi-Fi is available, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, what they, what, they, what they should do is be like, hey, you get a PS5 for an extra hundred dollars. We'll give you this adapter that will let you play anywhere in the room. Let's do it that way. Don't 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 try to us like, hey, yo, we back in the portable game. You're not. It's also not compatible with the VR games that it has for the system. Even if you have other VR headset and everything along with you. So now it does less. Oh, here we go. Quote, unquote, games that must be streamed on PS5 using a PS Plus premium membership are not compatible. So does that mean I can't even play PlayStation now? See, that's what I'm saying. If y'all about to limit what I'm about to play, I'm good. It, it, I'm like, yeah, there's no need for this. You're telling me, like, if, if okay, like, Rick Dollars want to watch TV, 
I'm in the middle of starting over Final Fantasy. No, 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 we can skip that. Kingdom Hearts 4 is on its way. You mean to tell that's me I can't play Kingdom Hearts 4 on my, 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 my PS Portable? No, nah, no, nah, that's not a PS Portable. All right, but how dare I diminish what was a great handheld system by Sony? Exactly, you know what I'm saying? That damn you mean portal. to tell me I can't play Kingdom Hearts 4 on this new portable device? Because if that's the case, I'm good. Like, Yeah, no. Everybody out there, if y'all looking for a handheld, there's only two ways to go. Switch or Steam Deck. Honestly. See, I'm not seeing the selling point in this. So you can play it in another room in your house? I'm not feeling that. This was made for somebody like me and mine. Like, hey, you like handhelds? You got kids and you never get a chance to go to TV? Well, here you go. Here's places. I'm like, no. It's, 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 it's not what I need. All right, guys. We, we, we're going to end it with... Uh, Quattro has seen... and He's been very reserved. He has seen blue beetle today alrighty then well yeah. this is where I take my I'm gonna mute up so <laughs> yeah, um, down. first off I, I will give you guys my review without spoilers and then when I come back we're gonna get into the spoilers starting now alright guys it's time for the movie experience here and I got a movie that I'm really excited to talk to you about that was really kind of low on everybody's radar, but I was still excited to see it. And maybe because it was just a DC property, maybe because it was a superhero property, or maybe because it was a Latino superhero. So I'm just, all the things building up for me, I was kind of excited about the movie, but I was mad it was getting no buzz. And that movie is Blue Beetle. Okay? Blue Beetle was... Uh, a movie obviously with the with the failed box office DC projects that we had this year with Shazam 2 Fury of the Gods which I still enjoy and The Flash which I really enjoy I actually thought DC was having a decent enough year but when it comes to the box office and not the success that's been going on I felt as though that hey everybody's like DC's gone and what's going on and with the announcement of what's going on with James Gunn's DC it's kind of like just do everything at the water so with the last two movies coming out with Blue Beetle and Aquaman nobody even really cared it wasn't on nobody's radar anymore they weren't even promoting the movie not like they were Spider-Verse not like they were Barbie because it was Warner Brothers spent all their money on Barbie everything now there was nothing to go to Blue Beetle Blue Beetle even got character posters okay this is how much that they just did not care about Blue Beetle at all. So they automatically said this thing is going to bomb. Nobody's going to pay for it. The, pro the projection was $12 million in opening weekend. Well, I said, well, I'm going to be one. My dog's going to be part of that $12 million because I'm going to go see Jaime Reyes. So what they, uh, right now, when it comes to the synopsis on the IMDb page, it goes like this. An alien scarab chooses college graduate Jaime Reyes to be a symbiotic host. Bestowed, to, bestowed the teenager with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as Blue Beetle. So that is what it is on the IMDb page. But I, uh, so we are going by Jaime Reyes. Only my familiarity with Jaime Reyes is Young Justice, seeing him in there, and of course seeing him in Injustice too. That's my new iteration of Blue Beetle. I know about the Tape Core Blue Beetle, the original Blue Beetle, like that, but I wasn't really big into the Blue Beetle lore stuff like that. But I have to tell y'all something. I have to tell you something right now. I hella enjoy Blue Beetle. I really 
did. I'm telling you right now, because if the movie sucked, I'm going to say the movie sucked, but if the movie is good to me personally, I'm going to say why the movie is good. And I can understand if people don't like the movie. Let me put that out there right now. I can understand people don't like the movie. But right now, when it came to DC, I, I enjoy Shazam too. And yes, is there a little bias with Shazam? Of course there is. I actually enjoyed The Flash. Ezra Miller's an asshole. And I can't support him and something, you know, what's been going on. But I, I try to look at it as a movie. I did enjoy The Flash. It underwhelmed to certain things. And there's some things that, that, that were a problem with it. But I enjoyed The Flash. And when it came to Blue Beetle, I really enjoyed Blue Beetle too. In my personal opinion, that I think it's the best DC movie this year. Out of the three DC movies that came out so far, in my personal opinion, I think it's the best DC movie this year. And I know there's going to be people that's not going to agree with me about that one. They're probably going to go with The Flash and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, in my personal opinion, I, and I'm not saying that, that those movies are terrible. And if they are terrible to you, that's fine. But right now, this has been the best DC movie right now. So I'm going to give you all some of the good that I enjoy, the bad that I enjoy, and maybe later in the podcast, I'll talk more about uh, the the spoilers, stuff like that, and give it, give it my rating of what I think. So starting off with the good real quick is... Zylo Manadonia, I know I butchered his name and I do apologize about that, but he is a standard in this movie. At first, he, he, he was just known from, from Cobra Kai, but now him getting the lead role and leading this movie and bringing the heart to this movie, I thought it was phenomenal. I think he did a phenomenal job at what he was doing. He was convincing at what he did. He had great chemistry with the characters that was all on screen, and he, he's leading the movie. This is his movie, and I, I, was, I was like, I don't know if he'll be able to lead the movie, but he is leading the movie, and that is one thing. I really enjoy from him as well. Him as Blue Beetle and him as Jaime Reyes outside of the suit as well. I, I do believe that the stuff that was outside the suit worked a little bit better than the stuff inside the suit, honestly, because there, there were some things that they was trying to go for, but I, I will save that for spoilers, stuff like that. But I think he did a phenomenal job, along with the one that shocked me, that I mean shocked me about this movie is the family dynamic. I, we see superhero movies with family dynamic before we see Suzanne for Christ's sake. But I'm talking about how much the family is involved in this. Because this is also starting my man George Lopez. And here's the thing. When I see George Lopez and I said, like, okay, he's a name for a selling point, but he's not going to be in the movie that much. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. George Lopez is in this movie a great amount of time. He's actually, it almost feels like he's his either... Lucius Fox or his Alfred to Jaime Reyes. That's his uncle right there. And I was like, man, I, I really feel that he's funny. Because George Lopez sees a comic anyway. So him being funny is not really too much surprising, but the timing of it. Because there's a lot of things that can be a lot cheesy and things like that. But George Lopez really delivers in this movie, along with all the other family members from his father, his mother, I really enjoy his sister, and his nana. They all have great parts in the movie and they all play their role well and it wasn't you know i didn't forget about these characters i didn't you know dislike these characters or anything that i actually fell in love with these characters and it's very hard to pull off in a superhero movie uh of this of this kind of caliber so i was really excited when i seen all this kind of stuff so that made me happy i know the action was great as well you know when we seen the flash i felt as though there were moments and I was like, the CGI is not good. It's just not good. Now, what, what throws me off is that the Flash had a bigger budget. Blue Beetle did not. But how does the CGI in Blue Beetle look better than it does in the Flash? Somebody explained that to me. Because they uh, they did a mixture of CGI. And they also went with a practical look also. Because Jaime Reyes, I mean, well, uh, 
Zylo is wearing a practical suit. So you can tell it's a rubber suit, right? I know it's supposed to be like, you know, you know metallic and, and metal and things when, 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 when people are shooting at him and the bullets bounce off. But that's when he's a full blue beatable. He has his mask down. You can tell it's a rubber suit. But you know what? I felt as though going with the practical way actually just felt good. I know we're used to CGI now. We're used to all these suits having CGI and doing all these things. That's what we're accustomed to. But even back in the day, I was like, I, I like the more practical feel. You can just do a little bit more with that, you know? And so when it came to CGI and the action, I thought that was I thought it was really well good, uh, really well done. There's a the one thing I was not expecting about Blue Beetle was how dark it gets. It gets dark at some points, and I'm just like, man, am I tearing up right now? You know, that's how I felt. I was like, this this thing is really hitting heartstrings. It's, it's really talking about things that we can relate to. And I was like, man, I I feel it because Blue Beetle, they uh, they're in uh, was it? Palmer City, which is kind of like you know uh, Miami, in a way of you know for DC Comics and things like that, and you can tell it's a it's a it's unapologetically Latino movie, and that's one thing I like about it. I, I like when we have these different movies that has marginalized groups that sit there and get to express their story stuff like that. Crazy Rich Asians was a hilarious movie. I loved it, and I still want to see Joyride as well. And I, I was like, I, I love those kind of movies. It was like, okay, we, we got a group that we go sit there and explain, you know, and show off our culture and our things like that. And this is what this movie brought, okay? Because uh, Angel Manuel Soto is the one who directed this movie. He's a Puerto Rican director, and he is unapologetic in this movie. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's, it brings a, a lot of the Latino culture. It almost felt like Coco in a way. It really did. And I, I, I embraced all that. I really... I really, really enjoyed that stuff like that. Uh, a lot of other things, I, you know, a lot of the movie has similarities to Iron Man One, and I was like, I, I can feel it when it comes to what's going on with this company, what they're trying to do with it, and what they're not trying to do with it. I was like, okay, I feel it was uh, what's going on here, and I was like. It feels a little bit like Iron Man, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing that it feels like that. But I'm just saying, like, okay, it, it does feel like that. So I kind of, uh, you know, enjoy that because Iron Man, the first one, is one of my favorite superhero movies <laughs> so uh, that I ever saw. So I, I appreciate that kind of that callback to Iron Man. Susan Sarandon is in this movie, and she plays the, uh, uh, the antagonist, uh, Victoria Court, who is... Uh, Ted Cord's sister, and now she is running this manufacturer where it's like uh, they're trying to basically make these new suits for police officers and, and army to make the world safer, and that's basically what kind of stems off of what the Blue Beetle type of uh, thing is. And she is a she's a villain. She's a villain. She, she has times where it can make you hate her. And I, I like that by the villain. I was like, when you, you make her hate her, and then when, when she just, like, you keep pulling off the layers and the layers and stuff like that, that's the kind of villain. I was like, okay, I need to see her get hers in the end. And she has that kind of quality when it comes to the movie. So those things all bring true together. But every movie's not perfect. And when it comes to some of the things I did not like about the movie, I'm going to talk about their secondary villain that they have in the movie as well. And the uh, the... Secondary, uh, the, 
that that they have is the character Omac. Omac is from DC Comics. I'm not too familiar with him, but I know he's in the comics, and this is a uh, a loosely based version of him. And I personally did did feel did care for it, and I thought his suit kind of looked kind of um, what is it? I don't want to say full Gundam in a way, but I was like, I, I'm not really feeling his suit. You know, it, it, it just kind of takes me out of it. He had an interesting story if we let it build up and things like that. But when he put the suit on, it's kind of like when. Remember with, with Mickey Rourke in, in Iron Man 2, you know, he had the whiplash chair. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. But then he put on that stupid, big-ass suit in the beginning and, and they had the little helmet off at the end. I was like, this just looks stupid to me. That's what it was to me. You're going to get your cheesy superhero stuff in this movie. Is it cheesy at some points? Yes. Maybe cringe some. I mean, it wasn't cringe to me, but I'm saying, but like, cheesy, yeah. Does it go... It's like, is it reinventing the wheel when it comes to superhero movies? It's not. Honestly, you know, timing could probably hurt this movie, to be honest with you. Especially, you know, what's going on with DC right now. And, it, unfortunately, I know a lot of people are looking for something new, especially when we keep seeing something like this over and over again. But, still, it does focus on heart, family, it touches on your heartstrings and stuff like that a lot more than average superhero movies would necessarily do. That's why I enjoy I think it was a great entry to the DCU. I know James Gunn was saying that this is supposed to be the start of the DCU. I don't know what's going to happen. This is I know this is not probably going to make a lot of money in the box office. because it, it was the promotion. The strike is still happening, so it's hard for the, the uh, actors to promote the movie. To, the people to tell people to get out there to see the movie. There's no promotion going on at no fast food spots. I mean, I see promotion for every other movie from Barbie to Ninja Turtles to hell even Oberheimer. You know what I'm saying? But to but none for Blue Beetle at no Burger King, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, nothing, nothing. And I'm just like, okay, well, it's not gonna get the good, good the good word of mouth, and that's very unfortunate because I really felt as though that this was a really solid movie. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed. It. I think it was the best one. It's the best DC movie this year. I know it's gonna be a lot of arguing with, with that, but when it comes to Blue Beetle, I'm going to cop this uh, a cop a physical copy of this, which is gonna which translates to a B. We are still trying to figure out how B rating on this on this show right here, something like that. But I really enjoy it. Later on the podcast, I'll probably give you guys uh, some more spoilers about Blue Beetle. But uh, as of right now, for, for non-spoiler, I really enjoyed it. I think you recommend you guys go out there and see it. It's a really good time. It's a really good fan movie. It does get dark at times, but sometimes you just gotta play, just enjoy it for what it is, you know. And if you if people hate it and think it's the worst thing ever, I mean, okay. They have that right to feel that way, so that. But me personally, I'm sorry, but to me, it was one of the best DC movies this year. Okay, so you guys keep on watching as you keep on going on with the podcast and things like that. But once again, that was that's my movie experience with Blue Beetle. Good watch. You should go see it. All right, guys. So that was my non-spoiler review of it. But now, Quarto, since you went to the movies to see it tonight, I'll get. Give me your uncut raw, just general things before we start getting to, you know, the spoilers about it. How'd you like it? Or did or didn't like um, it? So, hey, let me start. I did like it. I think it's just a good run. I want to say running of a mill superhero movie, um, because person gets powers, person tries to figure out powers, great hardship, becoming hero. It kind of like your ABC formula. I mean, it got it got some funny in there. 
It got some action in there. It got your good self-discovery in there. So I was sitting there. I was like, I felt like the movie was paced well throughout. I was like, this is just generally I don't hate this. I don't really got nothing I could, I'm really going to harp on like, I hated this or this was stupid. I was like, this is just pretty good. Like, if this was on TV, I would definitely watch it. Okay. I liked it. Now, now, ladies, sketch since it's your first time talking about it on the show, how did you feel about it or didn't feel about it? Oh, I was into it. I yeah. um, I really liked it. Um, I feel the same way. It is quite formulaic. But most superhero movies at this point are. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it was um, it was good. So I don't have anything. I don't want to you know keep saying the same thing all over again. But. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. I'll fall. Well, well, no, no, it's all good. So I, I, I really enjoyed this movie, and like I said in there, I'm, I, I want the both say because I felt as though, and I, and I have no problem telling anybody why, but I felt as though that this year so far, this was the best DC movie that they had come out, and I understand that's a hot take, and I'll explain why I, I said that, is because I, I enjoy a good grounded superhero movie. And I am of the camp where I'd rather you uh, over deliver when somebody un- when, when when you're undersold, opposed to overselling it and underperforming. And some and, and a, a lot of time I felt as though the Flash did that. And the thing is, I still think the Flash is a good movie. I think they had a shit ton of baggage coming into that movie, which didn't help. I also felt as though that some of the things that, like, in my personal opinion, there's no reason why the CGI and Blue Beetle should be better than the one that it is in The Flash. It is way better than what it was in Flash. There, that there, is true. <laughs> there, there's, there's no excuse for that. Flash had a bigger no budget. Yeah. The Flash had a bigger budget, had, 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 had just, just bigger everything when it comes, because it, it was a big time movie, especially when it comes to setting up things. And there's no reason why Blue Beetle should have better CGI than that movie, and it did. Also, there were just things about the Flash that I, I felt as though it was like, damn, I want to see, I want to see more of this or see more of that, or you could have done this a little better, or or they dropped they dropped the you know they dropped the ball with this, and I, I felt as though that that was a uh, it got me down a little bit. And the Ezra Miller thing is just not going to help no matter what happens. It's just not a good sell point for that movie. Whereas, Blue Beetle is like, okay, I love representation for any culture. That's not when it comes to being a minority. Because I love Crazy Rich Asians. That was a really good movie. You know what I'm saying? Really good movie. And because I just like when cultures are able to, you know, show show themselves off and i love that no matter if it's us asians hispanics native americans anybody that this is not white because the, the, i'm serious because those stories have been been told all, all all the times so seeing this mexican family i mean unapologetically mexican family in here with when you had a hispanic director because I don't know if any of y'all seen that that Denzel clip when uh, this this one lady was asking, you know, could 
uh, what was it? This white director directed this black movie or something like that. And he said, it ain't, everybody wants to look at skin color, but it's also about culture. He said, could, could Martin Scorsese uh, direct Schindler's List? Yeah, possibly, but there's going to be, Spielberg has that Jewish culture. Whereas Scorsese has that, mm-hmm. that culture with Goodfellas, where Spike Lee has this culture of Malcolm X. It's the culture that comes with us that, that that you can add to his movies that when you're part of that culture, you can respect and understand. That is one of the huge reasons why I was like Blue Beetle's working for me when it comes to the the, the Mexican Hispanic culture, and, and we, we we rarely haven't got a Mexican Hispanic lead superhero film ever. That I can that I can that I can think of, and having uh, having it be Blue Bill Jaime Reyes, and then also having George Lopez as a seasoned comic who is, is in there, who's able to control the jokes basically because you know he's been doing this for a while. Does his job really good in that movie? Yeah, exactly. Plays his part really good. Yeah, and, and like I said, as he sees it, he, he he knows what he's doing, and that's and then it gets dark. Flash had that, you know, Flash didn't did, did have that heartwarming moment, especially with him and his mom. I felt all of that. But this one, I, not, I did not see, and this was sports coming, I did not see his dad dying. You know what? I saw his dad dying, because for me, that's part of Super Bowl track. You got to lose someone close. I didn't see his dad dying like that, though. Yeah, oh. I, I kind of had the same thought that I... I'm not surprised at that. That you, you know, I always tell you, what's the quickest way to get some character development? Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. got to die. You know, but it's it, it. They did it in just such a. I don't dehumanizing. I, I can't call it. It just felt. It was. Yeah, you're not wrong. It was just so fucking heartbreaking, and it, it pissed you off, and it made you more mad at who the villain was. There were quite a few times in this movie where I was mad and probably irrationally mad. Like when she kept calling him Jamie, you could hear me in the movies like, that baby didn't say it twice. His name is Jaime. Don't. Mm-mm. The disrespect yes, uh-huh. that. So Susan Sarandon yes. plays a good villain here. Ooh. I wanted to personally slap Susan Sarandon for real after this movie. The disrespect that she gives. Honestly, the best way for me to say this is people beneath her. And it's blatant and obvious the entire movie down to what you guys are saying. Yo, this ain't my name. I honestly don't care. I'm calling you this anyway because you're going to do what I need you to do. Yeah, that that, uh, Sanchez was building up, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it, it was making my... It was making my skin crawl about the disrespect because one and, and once again that's what helps sells it because we can relate to that. Mm-hmm. We can relate to that and it just hurt us being the the, the passive aggressive racist person that she was in the mm-hmm. movie. It was it, it, it helped build up to the point like you 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 want to see the comeuppings, you know, of of her. And also I, I I like the fact that the family well, this wasn't a background. That's why that's what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be, you know, the family's there, but the background they they are part of the the movie, the whole story, the final fight. It's the whole family about it. Nana was with the shits. Okay, 
I like Nana. Well, let me t- let me tell you how I watch a movie about Nana, yo. <laughs> Can we get a movie of what you went through? Yes. Her hair pins out. I was like, oh, it's going down. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I was, man, get the family in here. I I like that. I I enjoyed it. I, once again, was I the biggest Blue Beetle comic reader back in the day? No, look, Blue Beetle. The Jaime Reyes version was Injustice 2, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. Is what, 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 what Jaime came up. Oh, and then also that, that, that small part he got on Smallville. Remember that? Yeah, you know what? You done reached into a dark memory that I didn't even know was there. Yeah, remember Blue Beetle was on Smallville? Yeah. Wow. That was a... Yeah, that was intense. So... And- and I did enjoy like the comic book references. Like we didn't forget about Ted. We didn't forget about Dan. They were acknowledged. And I'm like, I like that. And they explained their backgrounds correctly. I was like, I like that. But it's not about them, it's about Jaime. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But I'll say but 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 to but but to also know where the original Blue Beetle came from, I in the when it comes to respecting the lore, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm all about respecting the lore, I, I, and I'm all about homegirl, uh, who you know, uh, Techor's daughter, or her, you know, her, uh, her niece, Susan Sarandon's mm-hmm. niece. I, I felt the pain that that she was going through, and then we started to know where her dad was at, and I was like, okay, because now we still I, don't know where that man is. He in the computer. <laughs> last time we checked, right? Right, and I I was like, man, it, it feels good to have something that's just grounded, cause and this was the, now we I don't know, it was supposed to be part of the of the DCU, then it's been then it been this and it was that, and you just don't know. But I'm like, but I want to see these characters return. Mm-hmm. I will watch the second Blue Beetle movie. I will, but even if it's not a second Blue Beetle movie, I just want to see these characters. They they, they they feel so good. Like I want to see them return, even if it's like a whole. DC Endgame type thing, where you know if we could finally ever get there, and they find a way to come back, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. Most likely, probably not gonna happen. But I'm saying, but I would like to see these characters back in some kind of capacity when it comes to this movie. Is there anything else that that, that stood out that you liked, or maybe even that that y'all disliked about the movie? I'll go with that one. I don't think I have any upfront like dislike. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Did you now? Since you you have not seen the Flash yet, and I don't know quite how I'm going to get her to watch it. But did you like this more than Shazam too? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Shazam two wasn't that wasn't bad to me, but I definitely like this more than Shazam two. Yeah. No, it don't it don't, it don't hurt me. I'm to say because I I called it the best DC movie this year. I don't even know if we still get Aquaman, but as of right now, this is the best DC movie that that is here, and I'm glad that this was this was supposed to be like a Batgirl thing. We're supposed to go to like just go to Max, and and they just do it like that. But I, I'm glad that they took the time, gave it a little bit of money, and it it, it took it to theaters. And for uh, this past Sunday, it was that four dollar. It was like Cinema Day, four dollar Sunday, which that was, that was a good day for a lot of people. It was because that helped out that movie and the Ninja, Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Have you seen that yet also? No, I have not. 
That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. So and and they predict that this drop was like a seventy five percent drop from the first weekend because they didn't make that much money. But it only turned out to be a forty nine percent drop because that that four dollar tickets help a lot of people go and see the movie. And I was like, okay, good. I, I want people to go out there and you know watch Blue Beetle and see it. And I I, I really think I really think it's a good time. And and for for DC. Despite it not making the, the money and flopping at the box office, and that's all the media talks about, or content creators create for clickbait, or just want just want to sell that so It bombed here, it bombed there. The quality of movies from from Shazam two to Flash to Blue Beetle, I enjoyed DC movies this year. Now you have seen them all, Quattro. How would you agree with that? Yes, 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 I would. Because as you were saying, I was thinking about it. Yeah. The movies look good this year. Even watching this last Blue Beetle movie was the freshest on my mind. My friend that I watched it with, he, the, he wanted to see it because his whole knowledge of Blue Beetle is the game Injustice too. That's yeah. it. But he did, have some while, of those, he did have some of those moves in there too. I definitely saw the spike balls. I definitely saw the um, laser guns. I definitely saw the big sword. And I'm sitting there and he said to me, he leans over which, and he which, said... By, which, by the way, was for Final Fantasy. Yes, it was. Yeah. I instantly picked that one up. Uh-huh. I was like, I know Buster Sword when I see it. <laughs> so, and he leaned over to me and he says, I like this because I feel like I'm playing the game. I get that. I get that. I get that. And um, same as Lady Sky said... There wasn't really nothing, especially in this, that I'm like nitpicking like, oh, I hated this or, oh, they shouldn't be like that. The father was a great father and uh, his going out was a fortunate yet understandable yet in the way was kind of unpredicted. Susan Sarandon was a great villain. She was literally distasteful and that's what you need. (laughs) Yeah. I believe that was Jaime. Like I was like, makes sense for me. Okay, the sister was a little snot, but had to stand up in the end. And I'm like, hey, is that a Nintendo Power Glove? This is cool. <laughs> I, I was I was like, okay, did people pick up pick up the fact that he got the old equipment? I was like, that's a, that's the Power Glove, y'all. Does any y'all know that that's a Nintendo Power Glove? I just want y'all to you know to t- to know that you know. And and I like how that was all played upon Ted Gore. Ted. Ted, and the only reason I know about Ted because I have another friend whose favorite character is Booster Gold. So that's how I found out any knowledge about him. Okay, fair enough. I don't know why his favorite character is Booster Gold. Though, that's a I very think... interesting choice. Right, right. Hey, well, look, I'm, I'm, I, you're talking to a Moon Knight guy. It's, 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 we a weird whole group over here. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> so, and I know Ted was always a jokester. So when you look at his weapons, it's like, oh, he got a bunch of joke weapons. Okay, this works for me. I don't, can I get some of that gum, though? <laughs> yeah, uh, <sir. laughs> I'm glad she but had yeah. it. I'm glad she had it because Lady Sketch thought that Susan Sarandon was going to get away in that helicopter. I was like, just, 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 just wait for it. Just wait oh, for I it. Oh, I was big, man. <laughs> now, they also had, <clears throat> you know, before we got here, I, I, uh, what was that other Hispanic guy that. The Olmec, which is a, a tie back to a DC villain that I don't know too much about, but he like kind of 
look like, look, like, look like a Gundam at the end. Bro, I, I thought they was turning him into Red Scarab. I didn't know where they were going with this. <laughs> but then, you know what? I, that's what I'm saying. When, when he finally got up and he got his just do it, he dragged her into the fire and killed her. And they kind of... Kovacs. I was trying to... That was, wasn't his name, right? Novax? Kovacs. Yeah. Kovacs. Does it sound about right? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, well, I'm. I, I, so you already know Lacey was happy, like, hey, she's dead. So. <laughs> For sure. She just pissed me off yeah, the whole I'm about to say, I'd rather you, you, you drag and burn. You, you know what? I really got pissed at her. Like, it's not like I wasn't mad at her the whole movie, but when Jaime was about to finish him and the scarab said, hold up, let me show you what I found out. And they did that um, Kovac flashback. Yeah. You well look. <laughs> Fair. I mean, but <clears throat> I, like, I, I like so he, so he didn't kill because I was about to say because he was pissed off because he already thought they got rid of. I said y'all don't need to kill George Lopez too. We already <laughs> we already lost the daddy. We don't need the daddy and uncle. I'm sorry. We're I, I do like how they did play up the death of George Lopez, and that was the joint that put Jaime over the edge. I already lost my dad. I can't lose him, too. The zip, you're going down. Exactly. I need spikes and these swords. All right, no problem. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but It uh, also had growth of the Scarab, too, in that movie, which is kind of cool, because the Scarab start, oh, kill him. Wait, no, wait, we don't kill. Until I, they fully look, fused. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I need a Young Justice movie. I need a Young Justice movie. I'll take a Young... We already got Blue Beetle. I know we're going to get Robin and Batman Brave and the Bold, so we, we need a Young Justice movie. <clears throat> I don't know how you're going to do that, bro. I don't know how we're going to do it either, but we got we to figure it out. Like, hey, in that new Aquaman movie, can y'all bring in Aqualand? I'm just saying. Five, ask this for Blue Beetle. It'll uh, be good. I don't know how we get in there, sir. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So, what's your final grade on the movie? I never got your grade on the movie. Yeah, I know you probably don't know our grade system, but just give me the letter grade of how you feel about it. I'll give it an A. I'm not going to give it like an A+. Plus. I'm just going to give it an A. It was just good throughout. Like, I don't I don't really have nothing to write home and be like, oh, this was a problem. No, it was good. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. And then and, and Lace she said the same thing also. So Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to end the podcast right here. So... Guys, uh, thank you guys for joining us uh, on the Nerdgaster Talk podcast. We are done here. I appreciate everybody out here uh, being able to to fight through and, uh, you know, stay the course, I should say. Um, Also, I'm just letting you know that we are done here. You can come back into the chat. Make sure you guys check out the No Give Me See Wrestling podcast. I have seen all in. I'm just waiting. I'm going to try to do the review tomorrow along with... uh, Dynamite also, which was end up being a decent, a really good show. So, uh, expect that review on Thursday. Okay, so and you already know we got some more uh, drama. <laughs> some more steampunk BS. I'm about to. S- they both got suspended Ooh. now. Bruh, at this point. Oh really? They both got suspended. I didn't know that one. I I knew Punk got suspended, not the other one. I believe Jay Perry got suspended as well for three days. I knew Jack got suspended. I ain't know Punk got suspended. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know Punk was getting suspended. Yeah, so, so yeah, we got things to talk about. 
So uh, make sure y'all go check over there because of the Nerdcast Talk Podcast. Uh, Turntables here by Culture and Beyond. Like I said, just because she did the fifty, don't mean she's done yet. So stay tuned for all that. And then drop thoughts over tongues. Make sure you guys also check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. So check out the retro ones first until they put up the new episode. Check out Q Flow wherever you guys get your music. Remember, it's a new groove out here. And we are about to be. Uh, we are done. Once again, it's the uh, the man with the plan. If you need him, yell Shazam, Mister A and D. The hard off from the Soul Track Enterprise Quattro. Good night, all. Uh, the man, the myth, the reality, the revolutionary freshman flow. All right, now y'all be good. And the great sketch lady sketch. It's been real. All right, and Q, you already know where you at, man. Take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's in c